Cue the intro. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Dashing D, back for another episode of Ms. and Mrs. Podcast, your weekly dive into everything because everything is everything. (laughs) Try that out. I don't know how well that went, but I tried it. I did. I hope everybody is having a wonderful week as it comes to a close. I, I had a decent week. I can't really complain too much. I did struggle a little bit this week with patience. Patience for others. Patience for myself. Patience in things that I needed to get done. I've always struggled with patience. I've always struggled with patience and I've always... um, I've always prayed for... (laughs) Better patience. Is that how you say that? I don't even know if that's grammatically correct. But yeah, that's always at the forefront of my mind. Like, it's so important. Like, you need it. Like, you can't really do a whole lot without it. But it's something I have to actively work on, constantly work on, because I am not always that way. I be wanting to get stuff done right now. I want what I want, when I want it. And yeah, I battled with patience. The worst thing is though, when you can't control something, which I mean, that's kind of definitive of having to be patient. But When you know that there's something that you physically cannot control and all you can do is wait on it, it's rough. Like that I have a problem with, a serious problem with. So, you know, I had to work through that. I'm still working through it. I can't say that that feeling or that discomfort is over, but I know that, you know, I just have to let go. And whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. So we will see how things pan out. No, I'm being very cryptic right now. But again, just I just need to be patient. I just got to be patient. So I'm going to try to do that. Um, that's the plan. But other than that, um, the week was the week was all right. It was busy as usual, you know, Um I think the biggest or the most interesting thing that happened this week uh, had to have been the Gorilla Glue Girl, which, by the way, I hate calling her Gorilla Glue Girl because she's not a girl. She's a 40-year-old woman. But this controversy (laughs) that swept the interwebs this week and last part of last week, 40-year-old Tessica Brown. A 40-year-old woman 
wants to achieve a sleek and perfect ponytail and does, by the way, because that ponytail was not like any ponytail I've ever, (laughs) I've ever cobbled together on my own. And I'm, I shouldn't even use me as an example because I am terrible at hair. Like I, I can do a little something in order to, you know, like get on a Zoom call or go someplace, but can I really like, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh yeah, I could do my hair myself. No, no, I can't. I can't. And I would never pretend I could. I do the best that I can, especially these days where I'm not going to get my hair done regularly, but please believe pre-pandemic, I was getting my hair done every two two to three weeks if it wasn't braided. Also professionally done because me do my hair. I did learn though one of my pandemic skills because you know they said we had to leave we we got to make sure we exiting the pan- pandemic with uh with new skills. My new skill is which is bullshit by the way. But my one of my new skills is that I can cornrow my hair which is like a big feat for me, but the problem is I can't part. So if you braiding and you can't part is really no it's still it's still not gonna look good, but I could at least do it so that it's neat in the house, which is a big accomplishment for me. I'm working on the parts. It's almost like I have to braid it and then rebraid it. If I rebraid it, then I part it better. But the first time around, not so much. You know, we all have our talents. That is not mine. But Gorilla Glue Girl or woman, whatever, wh- however you want to say this, Jessica Brown. I thought this story was bullshit, by the way. When I first saw this, I was like, is this really, is this really real? As a matter of fact, I didn't even click on the video the first time it popped up in my feed. Onika and I actually talked about it on the episode last week, but it ended up getting cut out of the episode because it didn't fit. It was kind of a conversation we were having before we really started to record. So I didn't I didn't end up including it when I edited, but she needed to go somewhere apparently and she wanted to lay down her ponytail. Normally if you need to lay down a ponytail, you would get some sort of gel or edge control or some sort of holding spray that is meant for hair. And She ran out of Got To Be, I believe, was the brand that she ran out of. And so her solution was to grab the Gorilla Glue adhesive spray that is used to bond together things like wood and metals. Um, As a matter of fact, I bought Gorilla Glue during quarantine at, you know, when, when you, when you, think that you're handy. And we've all been through that stage of quarantine, I'm sure, where you're just like, I'm going to DIY everything. And I had a little mishap with some shelves in my apartment. And I was like, how can I fix this? I went online, I ordered some Gorilla Glue, slapped some on the wood and put it back together. And it's been holding up like new ever since. So I bring that up to say that, um, Obviously, very obviously, 
it's some powerful stuff. Some powerful shit, y'all. Like, if you've never tried it before and you have a home project to do, please go get you some because it will work. I promise you that. Anyway, she sprays this adhesive that is not meant for skin, that is not meant by, just so you know, your hair grows out of your skin. Like, it's actual skin underneath there. Your scalp, skin. So, she sprays down her hair, has it in for a month. I keep thinking to myself, any ponytail, even one where you are able to lay it down really well, should not last a whole month. Is that a thing? Is that happening somewhere? And I'm just completely off base. I would say max two weeks. Maybe you could push it to three weeks, but it's probably already looking janky by three weeks anyway. It's just not really a style that you would keep in for a whole month or two months or whatever. So in my mind, I keep saying to myself, well, two weeks ago, so she says, I've been trying. I washed my hair 15 times. You look at the video. She's trying to wash it off. She can't get it off. Like all it does. Turns out that all it was doing was actually bonding it more because when it gets wet, um, it strengthens the hold, which I didn't even know. But, uh, you know, we're all learning a lot about glue in the last week. So apparently every time she would do this, every time she would go and she would wash it, she would try to shampoo it out. It would stay exactly where it was as the glue is intended to do. And it's now tightening on her scalp. So she basically, she puts it online, I guess, because she was looking for people to give suggestions. That's usually a good idea right to consult the internet and see what people are doing maybe somebody else had this issue I don't know who else would have had this issue because why the fuck why the fuck would you put glue in your hair there's hair glue there's actual hair glue like when you want to bond um Maybe you want to add a track or something like that. There is hair glue. I don't even like using that. But Gorilla Glue, though. Gorilla Glue? Girl, what the fuck were you thinking? So, long story short, well, less long because it's already long. She does this. It took her weeks to finally say something. The reason I brought up how long a ponytail lasts is because I don't know if I would have waited a whole month before I started asking questions. I think after <laughs> after two weeks or whatever day I was trying to get rid of it, I would have been like, um, okay, so what do I need to do here? Like, how do I get this out? Can someone help me, please? Who's going to help me fix this? Because Because I would have been scared shitless, especially knowing that I used actual glue, adhesive, whatever you want to call it. Knowing that it wasn't a hair product, I would have been like, oh, well, fuck. We have a problem here. So nothing worked. Like everything that people suggested 
just wasn't working eventually she finally because i think people started saying okay well don't you think you need to go to the hospital she finally goes to the hospital and they give her acetone pads because that's basically what people were telling her like you need something like acetone or you know acetone will get anything (laughs) it'll get anything out but just imagine putting that on your scalp especially when something's tight on your scalp how does that feel uh so they ask her if she wants to stay in the hospital she can stay in the hospital i believe for 20 hours they said it would have taken to get um, the glue out of her hair and she opted for i think they were just using saline solution and these acetone pads and so they sent her home with that. She said, nah, she's just going to go home and her and her sister are going to try to do it. I mean, listen, I respect the ride or die sister because I have one. And I know that I, if I did some dumb shit like this, she would sit there with me too and help me <laughs> wipe the glue out of my hair. <laughs> she would read me the riot act. She really would. She would curse me out and she would tell me how stupid I was. But, which I would have deserved, but she would actually stand there and help me um, take the shit out of my hair. So I guess that didn't work, though, because a doctor doctor had to step in. As of today, we can finally uh, breathe a little bit because over the course of the last few days, it has been nerve wracking. Her following, I think her following went from something like a few tens of thousands or maybe close to um, 100K. All I know is that I saw uh, she was at 100K one day. And then the next day I looked at her Instagram. She was at over 600,000 followers. So people have become completely invested in this whole story People are, you know, on the edge of their seats because I think it went from, wow, this is stupid and funny to fuck. She is in real trouble. And how is this going to end? Because think about it, your head like you, you don't really want some shit to happen to your head. Your hair is one thing, but we're talking about this person's scalp. Like, you don't know what's happening under there. She could have an infection. It could be a whole lot of shit. You don't want anything to start fucking with her brain. I mean, after a while, I was like, I can't even keep up with this. You know, but but you got between my one friend sending me... um, sending me all the updates because she's obsessed with it so she keeps dming me then i got my me and my co-workers are talking about it it's just it, it was just so much that you know it was hard to get away from and so i'm happy today to say that um a doctor helped her out a doctor flew her i think to california um and they perform they said they performed surgery i would love to Uh, know more about exactly what they did I could not find that I looked all over the internet and I could not really figure out what it is but apparently he contacted the company and I guess compared notes with them about what's actually in it 
for him to create his own solution to get it out. And she still has hair because everybody was like, well, shave it off, girl. First of all, how the fuck are you going to shave off something that's stuck to your head? You can't. That's not how shaving works. Some of y'all need to read books. Like for real, read some books. Just if you don't know something, you could just find information about it. That's it. Just, you know, maybe check things out. Go on the internet. You know, the library has a website. Um, Amazon sells books. Anybody buys everything else from Amazon, you might as well buy yourself some books and learn some things. But that's not how that works. But she got it out and she still has hair and, you know, good for her. I'm I'm happy that it turned out well. Um, I feel like now we can really like make jokes about it because there was a period of time where I was like, I don't want to laugh at this shit because God forbid this goes completely left and something really bad and really permanent happens to this person. I didn't want to be the one standing there laughing. But now that she's out of the woods, you know, carry on. So at least that has a happy, a happy ending, but it did kind of for at least a day. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to check for updates. What's going on? You know, it was that, it was that type of shit. It was. Other than that, um, I mean, I think that's really, I think that's really it in terms of updates. Um, do we need to talk about Valentine's Day? I feel like I say the same thing every year for Valentine's Day. So I don't know if y'all want to hear that right now, but love yourself first. <laughs> that's such a that's such a single person thing to say, right? Love make sure you love on you. However, however that goes, you know, whatever that means for you, make yourself dinner, breakfast, brunch, whatever. Um, I don't know, pamper yourself in some way, practice self-care, but also love on your loved ones. I think the thing that I say every year is that Valentine's Day to me was never really about romantic love. And it was just always about love. My mom made sure of that. And so I just kind of look at it a little bit differently. Um, not to say it wouldn't be nice to have a Valentine cause absolutely, but I don't have one this year and I'm okay with that. I mean, there's really nothing to do anyway, but yeah, I just, you know, just love on your people, no matter who it is, you should give love and you should definitely be getting love and you should be loving yourself and that's really all i have for valentine's day i mean um if you need tips on what not to do for valentine's day <laughs> bad decisions that are, get made on um <laughs> on valentine's day feel free to go back to a previous valentine's day episode and um i'll get you right but I just figure this 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 year I'll just spread love and light and you know um what will I be doing? I minding my black ass business per usual. 
staying in the house so I don't get COVID. That's about it. Um, but yeah, so that's Valentine's Day. Speaking of my mom, though, do y'all, is it just me? My mother learns new emojis every month. It feels like every month she has a new one that she, she will, she will use an emoji and she will stick to it. It doesn't matter what it is. She could be like, Dion, I have the best news. And she'll use the frowny face because that's like her emoji of the month. It's really weird. And I try, like I purposely will not use emojis with her. Because I'm like, okay, if I don't use emojis, maybe she'll be like, oh, maybe this is not an emoji conversation. But the emojis always find their way in. And it's like every month, maybe every one to two months, she finds a new one. She discovers a new one. The worst thing you could do is send her one she's never seen before because she'll start using that one incessantly. And I'm just curious if anybody is having that same experience (laughs) with their parents or their grandparents. I don't know who like to text message. My mom is a texter. She will text. But it's just the emojis that are weird. And it's like, mom, why are you frowning? And she's like, well, because of what, but mom, you're talking about how happy you are and you're frowning. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, it doesn't work. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was just wondering. Because maybe, maybe you guys have seen that. So Hit me and let me know if this is like a thing among the, you know, the 60 and over crowd. Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't run in their circles. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But I just think it's funny because I'm like, all right, girl. Another frowny face. And what will it be next month? Because prepare me. Like maybe she should just create an emoji calendar or something and that'll be that that'll be that I don't know anyway random thought I had random random thing just I just got a text message from my mom so that's why I was like here go the frowny faces again (laughs) here they come what's she frowning about now anyway um let's take a break and get into petty or nah So petty or not for this week, I'm just here to say fuck internet scammers, you assholes, dickwads, I hate you. I go into, I was expecting an email. (laughs) I was expecting an email and again, here's this, this whole thing about patience, right? So I don't, I almost never check, check my junk. It's sometimes I do, but not frequently, not regularly because of the fact that I knew I was expecting an email and I'm a crazy person. I was like, let me just check my junk just to make sure. So I go on my junk and I immediately notice that there are two emails with the subject line but the subject line is of a password I use or have used in the past. So I'm like, what is this? 
click on the email and it's basically someone telling me that they've hacked me and they've um, they've obtained access to my password. They know for sure that it's a password that I use. And um, what I don't know is that they've take, they've been able to hack me while I was watching um, lewd videos, adult videos. And they not only recorded what I was watching, but they recorded me watching it. And they wanted me to pay them $5,000 or something like that. And and I it must be paid in Bitcoin and I must call it a donation. And if I don't do this, they're going to release the video to my friends and family because they have, and my coworkers, because they have access to all of my information and all of my contacts. So I'm like, so my heart starts racing because I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. I did recognize the password, obviously. And so I start thinking like, what do I use that has this password? It was a password that was so dated, like not something I currently really use. But I thought about that. Any Anything that might have been like an old old account or whatever that still had that password, I changed it. I call my brother who's who's a techie and I'm like, what do I do with this? So he's like, all right, well, you could calm down because I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, obviously it's a big deal, but it's, it looks worse than it is. The person's probably not going to do anything. I start contacting people and I'm like, hey, if you get any emails, like with my email address or my name, just please don't open it or whatever. But then I started thinking to myself, like after I reread it, cause it wasn't, it wasn't written by someone who, um, did well in grammar school. And, <laughs> um, it was two emails and I was like, this is, this is some bullshit. Like these people are trying to ruin my lives. This is crazy. Again, I start contacting people and telling them, please, if you get these emails, don't open it up. But once I calmed myself down and once I spoke to my brother and he was like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I also um, went on the Federal Trade Commission's website and they what they do is when people report these scams, if if a scam is frequent enough they will compile the information and they will they will release that as um, a public threat so that people who um, so that people have access to it. So someone like me who it just happened to, I was able to go on the website and find out that it didn't just happen to me, it was happening to other people as well. So that's how they keep track of these things, which, is nice because I think that was when I kind of calmed down. When I really thought about it, first of all, they said webcam that they 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 had video from my webcam, and once I thought about it, I was like, "But Dion, you don't have a webcam." I also thought to myself, "I have not watched porn in a long time." But then the third thing I thought was, "This is kind of on brand, though, right? Like, would I be upset if they sent out a video of what me?" 
loving on me with porn. I'm not embarrassed about that. I mean, obviously, like, I don't want you to send this to my parents. I don't really want you to send it to anyone. But if it had to happen, like, do you think that that's something that I I could not explain? Yes. I pleasured myself while watching porn. What's the big deal? People do it every day. And, I mean, hello. Love on yourself. I'm a ve- I've always been a very proud supporter of loving on yourself, so I don't think anybody would be surprised. <laughs> I think it was would have been very on brand. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Get your shit off. You deserve. Even if you don't deserve, do what you got to do. Because every everybody needs a little me time. I just thought it was some bullshit, though, that people do things like this. I hate feeling like, you know, I've been violated. I've had an identity theft happen to me actually recently. So that's, I think, why I was so nervous. But fuck them. Fuck, fuck all of these people who do shit like this. I know people are really desperate right now and doing whatever they feel they have to do to make money. But... I mean, listen, we we all got bills to pay. So I just wanted to say fuck the scammers because that's a pretty fucked up thing to do to people because everybody's not going to be like me and, you know, take a beat and think of what I need to do to protect myself and, you know, call up, phone a friend or a brother and ask them what needs to be done. Some people are just going to pay, just going to pay, and they're going to lose out on money because of these stupid, stupid, stupid people. So I just wanted to bring it to your attention just in case you saw it, and also because fuck them. Fuck them, and that's petty or not for this week. Let's move on. You know what I wanted to address real quick? Last week, we talked about, last week, we talked about that um, whole thing about, do you want me to come over if you want to, that whole exchange that happens. And when I listened back, oh my gosh, who is doing that? Who is, really, really, really? I'm trying to record a podcast here. Do you mind? Sorry about that. So we we spoke about the whole come over thing. And when I listened back to the episode and was in the middle of editing, I felt like in, in my uh, attempt to explain my typical reaction, I felt like I did not address the other side to it, meaning I felt like I made it seem like I'm unaffected and things don't really phase me. And, you know, if it's not a big deal, it's just not a big deal or whatever. 
And that's not how I wanted it to come off. I am triggered by a whole host of other things. <laughs> it may that might not be the thing, but there are other things that definitely trigger me. And I just wanted to make that clear because I felt like I was I felt like I was trying to explain that when I gave a couple of examples where I did not hold back and where I I was upset about something or one or two, whatever it was. But I felt like overall, I really did not explain that well. And I just wanted to point that out because I never want anyone to feel like I'm somehow think that maybe I'm above it all and I just oh I just let everything roll off my back whatever y'all know I'm a crier you know that (laughs) I feel things it's just that um certain things I I'm someone who compartmentalizes a lot in my relationships with other people and so that's just one of those things that gets compartmentalized it does not mean that um, you know, sometimes when conflict arrives that I don't choose chaos because every now and again, I do choose a little chaos. It just depends on what it is. And that wasn't the thing. Um, I'm not perfect by any means. And I don't really want to be, I want to be a good person, but I'm not, re- I'm not really re- aiming for, you know, much more than that. So just wanted to point that out. But speaking of choosing chaos, Malcolm and Marie. I've got to talk about Malcolm and Marie. I'm not going to say too much because it just came out a few days ago. Um, almost a week, or I guess by the time you hear this, it will be a week since it came out. I want to give people a chance to watch it. I don't want to spoil anything. I love spoilers. And so I get a little carried away sometimes and I forget that nobody else likes spoilers, but I promise you, I will not spoil it. I just want to um, express that I watched it. And if you don't know, Malcolm and Marie is a film on Netflix. It's about a film director. He just came home from um, him and his girlfriend. Just they come home from um, his big movie premiere that went very well, and it's basically the aftermath of them attending this big movie premiere. So <laughs> it's John David Washington and Zendaya. When I tell you, first of all, I was looking forward to, I've been looking forward to this for weeks. Not only that, I love Zendaya and I love John David Washington. Um, and this film, without giving away too much, this was a film, this was something that was filmed during quarantine. So the style of it is very... I wouldn't say it's obvious, but the way that they filmed it, you could tell like it's a COVID, a COVID film, just because 
of how little interaction there was with the outside world. But I think that that is what made this amazing. I thought it was great. I loved every moment of it. I will say it is triggering. If you've ever been in an argument with someone who is toxic or someone who doesn't fight fair, um, in an argument, it can be triggering. Or if you just have dealt with someone who will gaslight the fuck out of you and you never really get to a resolution with the person, I would imagine that this could trigger you as well. Um, Again, not going to give anything away. What I will say, I don't think this is really a spoiler, but what I will talk about is the very first scene um, once they get in the house and Malcolm turns on some music and he is jamming around the house. He's dancing all over the house like nobody's watching him. And I just felt like I was looking in a mirror because that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I would do. Only thing is I probably wouldn't do it when I get home. That's really something that I do before I go out. When I'm getting ready to go any place, I blast my music and I dance around the house. I, whatever I'm doing, I'm like, really? <laughs> I kind of try to set a mood before I go out because then I feel like I'm guaranteed to have a good time. There's not too much that's going to upset me because I've already put myself in a really good space, in a really good mood. And I just loved it. This this was like one of my favorite um, scenes in the movie. Again, that doesn't really give anything away. It's just um, music is a big part of the film, though, though. I will say that. And the soundtrack is up on Spotify, even though I canceled my Spotify premium. But, hmm. I mean, I just didn't really feel like I needed it. <laughs> so I didn't feel like I was using it. Um, so, yeah, but you can definitely find the sound- soundtrack there, even if you don't want to watch the film and you just want to check out the soundtrack. It's actually really good. And it's just a lot of a lot of emotions, a film with a lot of emotions. It's a film where two talented people got to act their asses off. And you don't really get that where the the focus, I feel like, from a technical standpoint, the focus was their acting. There was not a whole lot to distract you from them. Like you had to be really good at your abilities and your talent to pull off what they pulled off. So I would definitely recommend it. We can certainly talk about it at some point in more detail. Hit me up if y'all want more on that, but I just don't want to give it away. I just wanted to give it a, a nod because it, I loved it. I loved it. And you know, of course, in, in true Dion fashion, I went online afterwards and was like, all right, what do y'all think? (laughs) 
And there were a lot of mixed emotions. There were people who said they turned it off because they felt like they couldn't watch it. It took them to a place that they didn't want to be. And I was like, well, the thing about TV and movies is that sometimes some of the best shit that you will watch elicits emotions out of you that aren't necessarily positive emotions. To me, that means that they did an exceptional job telling the story they were trying to tell. But I would never encourage anyone to immerse themselves in something that didn't make them feel good or um, took them somewhere that they didn't want to be. Of course, you can certainly turn it off and walk away from it if it's not for you. Um, But if you're able to sit through it, it's pretty entertaining for what it is. Um, Yeah, so that's my take on it. Okay, so I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk about to just finish up this episode, but as I'm editing, I find that uh, we have a Black History Month apology from none other than Justin Timberlake. Listen, when chickens come to roost. Also, shout out to the internet and the people on the internet, the the internet vigilantes, because, you know, some people on the internet are bad. (laughs) Many are. And some are really just trying to make sure that everybody stays in line, which I don't necessarily agree with all the time, but I think sometimes it's for good. And apparently, I guess because the Super Bowl was last weekend and a lot of people call the Super Bowl now um, Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. And, you know, people people don't hold back. So I'm assuming that maybe they were mentioning Justin Timberlake uh, by his handle when, um, as the Super Bowl, these Super Bowl comments were flying around. But, and and there's also uh, the new Britney Spears documentary, which I didn't talk about, but um, I did watch it. And fuck, like, I didn't even realize that the stuff going on with Britney Spears was as bad as it is. Um, I knew that she had had some problems with um, some issues with mental health over the years. And I know that she had kind of gone dark for a little while and then came back. And now she's kind of been on social media and whatnot. But apparently there's some real serious shit going on with Britney Spears and her father, uh, being the conservator over her estate um, and her life, uh, basically. Apparently, like, he he has a say over everything she does. Like, he can control who visits her and where she goes and how she spends her money. It's just, it's a really bizarre situation. I don't want to get into it too much. Um, there's a New York Times documentary on Hulu that you can check out if you need more information on that. It was very eye-opening because I had no idea any of this was going on. As I said, I don't really, there's certain things that I just don't, I have a blind spot for and I just don't really pay close attention to, um, especially of or relating to uh, 
uh, non-black or multicultural things. So yeah, I didn't, I just didn't know. And I mean, we, I feel like I, I, as many other people did, uh, loved the Britney Spears run when it was happening and was very in tune to what was going on at the time. But since then, since years ago, she's just not someone I keep up with, but Justin Timberlake apparently just posted. I'm going to paraphrase and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically he says he's seen the messages, the tags, the comments, and the concerns, and he wants to respond. He's deeply sorry for the times in his life where his actions have contributed to the problem, where he spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women, and I know I failed. So there's more um, that you can find on his social media. But, okay. Um, Now, here's the thing, right? Apologies are good, especially when... An apology is something that you've had time to reflect on and you can give people a genuine apology. I always say that. Like, I don't want an apology from anyone, especially not a celebrity who yesterday did something wrong and today decided that they needed to clean it up. It's been years. And so I'm sure that this is something that he has had to deal with. This backlash that has happened, this Janet Jackson Appreciation Day that has (laughs) been happening for the past few years. I'm sure he's very aware of what he's done and the impact it has had, especially because the Black community has always embraced Justin Timberlake and kind of brought him uh, into the fold as our own. Um, And I think that's why the Janet Jackson thing still makes people so upset. It's because it was like, we let you into the culture, like we embraced you and this is what you did to one of our own. So totally understand it but and you know like i said apologies are good but it's not lost on me that the only time that we see an apology is when they publicly display how he treated britney spears we've been telling you for years justin timberlake that you disrespected janet jackson that you did not stick up for her and you ran and hid when you should have spoken up for her and you didn't she's a black woman something about this is off the fact that it had to be britney and it couldn't be janet is not cool um I'm glad he sees the error of his ways, but again, this is not lost on me that this is happening because Brittany, who I don't think I have to point out is a white woman, um, and someone he dated, uh, because I guess the reason why the Britney Spears thing is coming to a head with Justin Timberlake right now is because there is a clip in the documentary where he he did the Star and Buck Wild show again, like we let you into our spaces <laughs> because star buck wild the culture <laughs> like and i vaguely remember that interview that he did but they had asked him did you did you ever have sex with britney spears and he paused for a minute and then laughs and goes all right fine i did and it was like 
did you have to tell her business? Did you did you have to share that? What what good did it do for you to put her out there like that? Um and the Crimea River video where the silhouette of the woman looks like Britney Spears. He had basically painted this whole narrative of um, Britney Spears being like this awful person um, who had broken up with him. I don't really know what their breakup story is, nor do I care. But yeah, it's not lost on me that this is happening now after the Britney thing is really coming to a head because of this documentary. You should have said something about Janet Jackson a long time ago. And even Britney. But I can't help I can't help but notice that this is the time you're choosing to apologize to both of them. It's like why did one end up getting lumped into the other? They were two isolated incidences that probably should have been incidents that should have been addressed long ago and also separate and apart of one another. But you know what? I'm glad he said something. I'm glad he said something. Um, It's a little late, but he said something which is more than we can say for some people. And again, I prefer it today over immediately after it happened when you're just doing it for the sake of damage control because your publicist told you this is what you have to do to keep your career. So, um, wow, I didn't even think this was going to happen. Like, I, It's totally bizarre that this came up now, but I figured I'd bring it up because it's kind of wild kind of wild. I didn't think we'd ever see the day where he would acknowledge what happened with Janet Jackson, but he did. So, you know, all right. I do hope he contacted these women directly and really had a conversation with them, or at the very least spoke to them to the degree of, hey, you know, wow, this is weighing heavy on my heart. I really need to say this to you. I appreciate that he can, you know, offer up a public apology, but he also needs to do that privately as well. Because again, it has been millions and millions of years since he dated Britney and millions and millions of years since the Janet thing happened. And this should have been addressed a long time ago because both of these women deserved way better treatment than they received. Anyway, that's all I got for that. You know what I just thought of though? Y'all think he's trying to get that versus check? Because you know there's been a lot of speculation, not speculation, but there's been a lot of chatter about getting Justin Timberlake to do a versus battle with Usher, which I completely don't agree with, but... (laughs) (laughs) I could talk another 20 minutes about how I don't think that Justin Timberlake and Usher should be matched up. I just really don't think they should. And I think that y'all need to put some motherfucking respect on Usher's name. Usher will wipe the floor with almost anyone you put him next to, which is why we probably don't even really need a versus battle with Usher and someone else because 
I mean, we will talk though about the difference between 8701 and confessions one day because I was doing a deep dive the other day and I need to share my thoughts. That's not happening today. But what if there's talks behind the scenes? Like I would love to talk to Swiss Beats because I feel like he sings like a canary. Like he tells all the verses business. I would love to know what the conversations really are like. And is there any truth to, or is there any validity to the possibility of Justin Timberlake joining a versus battle? Don't you think that people would be mad ahead of a versus battle with Justin Timberlake being that this Janet Jackson thing was never resolved? I mean, I'm not saying that Justin Timberlake needs to or should do anything in particular to curry flavor, curry flavor, to curry favor with the culture, but it's not a bad move if that was a thought behind it, at least in lumping Janet Jackson in. Obviously, we know there's the whole Britney Spears thing, and that is big and important too, and uh, very obviously what prompted him to even say anything. But man, somebody probably said, you better try to get that versus check and put Janet's name in there. Put her in there. Hmm. I wonder. I don't know. We'll see. Wouldn't it be interesting if like a few weeks from now they announced that he's a part of a versus battle? That would be kind of crazy. All right. I promise I'm done with this now. I'm done. <laughs> Let's get to Dope and Black. So this week's Dope and Black, I'm trying to help y'all get your finances right. Fortune Advisory Services is who I'm highlighting this week. Um, Robert Fortune runs Fortune Advisory Services. I don't know why this is a tongue twister for me, but um, I can vouch for him as I've known him half my life. And um, so it's an investment advisory firm. Um, They specialize in investment management, um, generational wealth building, financial education and coaching. And uh, you can go to him for just about anything if you're um, looking to figure out how to budget better or if you, let's say, maybe you're um, transitioning from one um, job to another and you're looking for um, guidance on what to do with your 401k, things like that. He's well-versed on all of that. Um, He does a lot of uh, financial literacy events. Um, I know now everything is virtual, but if you check him out, um, there's also a blog on his website. So it's fortuneadvisoryllc.com. That's F-O-R-T-U-N-E-A-D-V-I-S-O-R-Y-L-L-C.com. You can also find him on Instagram at fortune underscore advisory. And again, there's a blog there with a lot of helpful information. Um, You can get one-on-one coaching with him and uh, find out all about his services at his website. And if you go to the Instagram page, you can find a lot of information on 
um, different talks that he's done recently. And he actually did a really good podcast interview that I can't recall right now what um, the name, you know, I'm, I'm a podcaster and I love podcasts. So <laughs> I'm always thinking about that. I'm like, uh, but it, he did it with a gentleman's club. There's a, um, there's a men's, it's like a men's cooperative. Um, it's a cooperative for black men in Brooklyn. And I believe it's called the gentleman's factory. He did their podcast, um, several months ago, but it was actually a really good conversation. Um, they touched a lot on gener- generational wealth building and how, um, uh, building wealth affects the black community. So, there's a lot, um, he has a lot of knowledge in um, all things financial. So uh, definitely hit up the website or the Instagram or, you know, hit him up directly to find out more about his services. (sighs) All right, let's wrap up the show. this week. As usual, I hope you had a blast hanging with me for the last, I don't know how many minutes, but uh, we will talk soon. Everybody have a safe and hopefully love-filled weekend and week ahead. And we will talk soon. If you want to chat before I get back, Feel free to follow me on Twitter at No Shade Doe, N O S H A D E D O E, or hit me up on Instagram at dashing underscore D. Or there is a podcast IG, which is Ms. and Mrs. Podcast. And our Gmail is Ms. and Mrs. Podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up, let me know what's up, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.